disoriented? I'm disoriented. Then let's proceed. The box of chocolates Would I know To stay away oh, I said Hand off his box The box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have Half a mind to leave you Babe That means I have Half a mind to stay don't leave me, babe. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. It's a show about food and culture, Thursday evenings at 6.30. My name is Mike. And yes, as Brandock mentioned on his beautiful show, there will be chickens and ice cream in the mix today, not necessarily in the same time. Mostly chickens, though, just a little bit of ice cream, but chickens first. So much going on in the summer. We've had a little bit of a breather after all that crazy stuff with the Ann Arbor Art Fair and the Shadow Art Fair and the Manchester Chicken Broil. The Manchester Chicken Broil's 60th Chicken Broil was last Thursday. Now, our little math lesson today, if the Manchester Chicken Broil was having its 60th Chicken Broil, then how old was it? That's right, 59, because see, the let me see if I hope I'm doing this right. The first chicken broil was held when it was zero years old, right? The second was held when it was one year old, and so on. So 59 years old, the Manchester chicken broil, same age as John Travolta. But because of all the things going last week, including the show, I was not able to make to the Manchester chicken broil. Yes, broil? Yes, I had to turn that chicken down.
Oh, yeah. I don't know why you would turn that chicken down. Did it go up to 11? I don't know. That is Geraint Watkins. G-E-R-A-I-N-T Watkins. He puts the ain't in Geraint, I'll tell you. He was opening for Nick Lowe some years ago at the Ark, and I said, yeah, I gotta buy that CD. He's also got a lovely version of Heroes and Villains, the Beach Boys song. No chickens in that that I know of, though. So we better proceed with the chickens. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Gawker posted this today, an article that says chickens may be smarter than your toddler. Yes, a new study sponsored by the Happy Egg Company... Happy Egg Company has found that domesticated chickens are something of a phenomenon. They're capable of mathematical reasoning and logic, self-control, and basic structural engineering. Professor of Animal Welfare Christine Nickel, through her study titled The Intelligent Hen, discovered that chickens are capable of distinguishing numbers up to five with transitive inference, which is the idea in logic that... We got, we got more math, yes. The idea in logic that if A... That's actually logic. If A is greater than B, and B is greater than C, then A is greater than C. They also knew that even though an object was no longer in their sight, it still exists. And 93% of chickens understood that if they waited longer to eat food, they'd be allowed longer access to it. The, app, the Happy Egg Company described themselves as the UK's number one free-range egg brand. Meanwhile, the Happy Egg Company USA, not sure if there's a relation, but it sounds like, they say this, this fun fact, the color of a chicken's earlobes will determine what color their eggshell will have. Wow. So these are important facts you will need to know to start your own uh, chicken coop. Egg lobes, egg lobes, egg earrings, egg earring lobe. Right, here's Sly in the Family Stone. And that's just a prelude to what you'll be hearing from Sly and the Family Stone, which is about to come up right, this is so smooth, right now. Free. 
Yes, yes. If Sly and the Family Stone called me a chicken, I would be one. Because, you know, it's Sly and the Family Stone. The liner notes call this album Life by Sly and the Family Stone from 1968. A forgotten jewel of the band's illustrious catalog. It was their third album, and it kind of got lost in the shuffle, uh, in the cluckle, or something like that, between albums, and it was not successful, really. But some of the songs on this album later became more successful and better known after Sly and the Family Stone played Woodstock. But Chicken is sadly not one of those, and I hope to change that any way I can. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Arwolf and Face the Music at 7, and then more, more, so much more after that. Now, the Maker Fair Detroit is coming up in Dearborn, hence the name Maker Fair Detroit, this Saturday and Sunday, featuring robotics, electronics, rockets, food, and other stuff. Did somebody say food? It's at the Henry Ford in Dearborn this Saturday and Sunday. So, yeah, robotics, electronics, inventors, inventions, and all kinds of things. Usually something pretty kooky. I remember there was a giant motorized cupcake uh, driving around the lot there last year. A guy in a cowboy hat and a motorized cupcake. So that's pretty important invention-wise. You know, it's right up there with Thomas Edison, so that's something to think about. There are usually some food vendors there, some folks selling foodwares, too. I couldn't tell you if any of the inventors will have any food-oriented items, but I can tell you a couple of years ago I talked to a man who had created some lunchbox lasers, which allowed him to blast laser light shows out of a lunchbox. Pretty cool, huh? So you can find out all about whatever's going on this year, including how to get tickets at thehenryford.org slash makerfair, and that's spelled F-A-I-R-E. That is at the Henry Ford in Dearborn this Saturday and Sunday. Other food-oriented events. Mustard's Retreat is playing at the Ark tomorrow. But, Mike, that's not food. It's a band. But just in case you think that it's nothing to do with food, the two members of the duo Mustard's Retreat met in Ann Arbor in 1974 as short-order cooks. So there you go. Mustard's Retreat. Mustard's Retreat. We will be tested on this. We need to do some vocal exercises. And in in related news, yesterday in the Cleveland Plain Dealer, it said this, a citizen reported on July 20th that a man was driving a large chrome giant hot dog vehicle erratically and that the occupants were being loud. I thought they might be perhaps quiet and studious and thoughtful in a chrome giant hot dog vehicle moving erratically, but I was wrong. They were loud occupants. But in the meantime, we're going to go way back. We, we went all the way back to the 60s, but now we're going to go much farther back from here. Let's see if I can just as quickly as I can tell you when this following track was recorded. This was recorded in uh, 1927. Yeah, that's pretty far back. And it is by the Six Jumping Jacks. It's called There's a Trick in Pickin' a Chick Chick Chicken. You don't believe me? Check this out. <laughs> Thank you. 
their dressing and the things they do. Keep me guessing, I'm telling you, there's a trick in picking a chick, chick, chicken today. Why, gray-haired granny and sister Sue, I can't tell them apart, can you? There's a trick in picking a chick, chick, chicken today. You must be wise, you must be gifted to recognize a face that's lifted. Cause the way they're dressing and the things they do Keep me guessing, I'm telling you There's a trick in picking a chick, chick, chicken today they go down the hall there's a vending machine out there they're going to get some uh, soft drinks those them chickens there that is a there's a trick in picking a chick chick chicken by the six jumping jacks you'll note that that was recorded on june 8th 1927 in case you needed to log that kind of thing now this has nothing to do with chickens but lobstermen a lobsterman saved by his boots This is from the Associated Press thing. A lobsterman who fell overboard and stayed afloat for 12 hours is recuperating at a hospital. John Altridge of Montauk, New York, says he went straight out the back of the boat around 3.30 a.m. yesterday while moving a cooler. The fisherman wasn't wearing a life jacket. They said he was a lobsterman. Wait, now he's a fisherman? This is a very fishy story. (laughs) Ouch. He tells Newsday his rubber boots saved his life because he tucked one under each arm to stay afloat. He was found floating yesterday about 40 miles from his boat. Coast Guard crews from five states and commercial fishing crews searched 780 square miles before finding him. Aldridge was part of a crew on a 44-foot fishing vessel out of Montauk when he fell in the water. He's being treated for dehydration, exposure, and hypothermia. Wish him the best. But wow, saved by his boots. If you don't have a life raft or a lifeboat, a couple of boots will do you, I hope. Sounds a little tricky, a little bit dangerous, but, you know, we'll see how that goes. In the meantime, some brews news. Uh, The Michigan Brewers Guild Summer Beer Festival is this Friday and Saturday in Riverside Park in Ypsilanti's Depot Town. But apparently it's already sold out both days, so it seems to be kind of popular. It will include 600 different beers from more than 65 Michigan craft breweries. Apparently there will be live music, so maybe you can listen to that hanging out on the Cross Street Bridge in Ypsilanti. Or maybe you can, uh, I don't know if there's some bootleg folks selling uh, beer tickets. I'm not encouraging that. I'm only saying, I don't know. Meantime, that's in Ypsilanti. 
Meanwhile, over in uh, Kalamazoo, a West Michigan brewery has sued over a plan for dredging sediments that's part of a cleanup from the Kalamazoo River oil spill three years ago. The Kalamazoo Gazette reports that Bell's Brewery on Monday sued Enbridge, Inc. and the developer of a commercial park in Kalamazoo County's Comstock Township. The EPA ordered Enbridge in March to do additional river dredging to remove more oil from bottomlands. More than 800,000 gallons were spilled when a company pipeline running from Griffith, Indiana to Sarnia, Ontario ruptured in, in 2010. Enbridge installed a dredge pad and other equipment last month near Bell's Brewery's production facility. The brewer's complaint says dredging will, will release pollution, odors, and hazardous substances and could harm Bell's operations. That's out of Kalamazoo. Now, we're going to have a poem about ice cream. I did promise that a little while ago, but again, so much going on. In the meantime, this song about chicken I just played, it's a trick to picking a chick, chick, chicken. It's just so much fun to say over and over again. There's a collection called Cluck Old Hen. A Barnyard Serenade, 1926 to 1940, on Old Hat Records. A remarkable collection of all songs about chickens, hens, crows. No, crow, crow Black Chicken is one of the songs. Turkey Buzzards, Roosters, you get the idea. It's breathtaking. Here is the Utica Institute Jubilee Singers and, would you believe, a song called Chicken? I've lost my appetite chicken. These words are got to get a hoe. No more you find scurf picking on the cocks of a big fat farm. Pork chops after I'm a dying. Chicken ain't no more my friend. I've lost my appetite for fowl. Well, I've lost my appetite since I see Sam Green was a man who loved chicken better than he did his wife. He would take every chance for a chicken meal. He would even risk his life. One day walks into a restaurant with an appetite like a horse. He says, I want one seven-course dinner with chicken with every course. He ordered fried chicken, roast-stuffed chicken, chicken chop suet too. He ordered chicken salad, chicken pie, chicken croquette, and chicken stew. The waiter charged him $15, took his breath away. He fainted when he went to pay the bill, but revived, I heard him sing. Well, I lost my type chicken, these words got in the hole. No more you find scrub picking on the cocks of a big fat farm. Sam says the price you pay for chicken here certainly is a fright. If I can't get them cheap any daytime, I can get them cheap at night. While passing by the chicken farm, he stole everything he found loose. That guy, he swiped those fowls so fast, through a mistake he stole a goose. While passing by the station house, the goose began to quack. The sheriff caught him dead right on with the goose up on his back. At the trial next day, the judge charged him $1,000 bail. 
His face looked long as he sang the song, but they led him on to jail. Well, I lost my appetite chicken. These words the guy began to howl. No more you find the guy picking on the carcass of a big fat fowl. Pork chop chapter, I'm a diet. Chicken ain't no more, my friend. I've lost my appetite for fowl. <laughs> I've lost my time, say, Oh, my. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That was Chicken by the Utica Institute Jubilee Singers. That's also from that collection called Chuck Cluck Old Hen. The Utica Institute Jubilee Singers, organized in 1925, recorded both sacred and secular numbers for the Victor label in 1927 to 1929, and I don't need to explain to you which category that falls into, do I? The Utica Institute Jubilee Singers consisted of Ben E. Skinner and Marshall Cole on tenor vocals, George Withington, baritone vocal, and William G. Culver, bass vocal, and it was recorded in 1929. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and, you know, uh-oh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know, if I go long enough without playing this, it's going to just surface on Pandora's Lunchbox by itself. I think it's automatic that way. In the Mood by the Hen House 5 Plus 2, a.k.a. Ray Stevens... Nothing can be done about it. Just gotta roll along, you know what I'm saying? They're rolling around the turntables. Around they go. Whoa, look out! Right, so other events going on. Not necessarily food-related, I don't know yet, but maybe. At the Rust Belt Market in Ferndale this Saturday. Punk and Junk. A mix of live punk rock music and more than 20 tables of stuff ranging from priceless items and weird junk, including records, vintage clothing, magazines, comic books, bicycles, oddities, rock posters, art, vintage, vintage, also vintage concert shirts, toys, and much more, and lots of all at the Rust Belt Market on Woodward Avenue in Ferndale, and bands play from 8 p.m. to midnight, including this one. That can't be verified. But nonetheless, I think we're going to segue slowly out of the chickens here. As beautiful as they are, sometimes they just got to move on. They got to go to other places where chickens go. Yeah, I think we'll just move on to the next thing real quick, like here, and do the next thing. Whoa. Okay, guys. All right. We got to get the finale. Here we go. Come on now. Chalk it. You can do it. That's right. What it is. Exhausting, isn't it? I know. Thank you. Now, before we go, a poem about ice cream from 1922. 
really, it's hot out there. Well, not too hot, but it's it, there's no excuse for not having ice cream three meals a day. This poem is from Wallace Stevens' first collection of poetry, Harmonium, first published in 1922. The poem wears a deliberately commonplace costume, he wrote in a letter, and yet seems to me to contain something of the essential gaudiness of poetry that is the reason why I like it. And now the emperor of ice cream. Call the roller of big cigars, the muscular one, and bid him whip in kitchen cups concupiscent curds. Let the wenches dawdle in such dress as they are used to wear, and let the boys bring flowers in last month's newspapers. Let it be, no, let be be finale of seam. Let me make sure I get this right. Let be be finale of seam. The only emperor is the emperor of ice cream. Take from the dresser of deal, lacking the three glass knobs, that sheet on which she embroidered fantails once and spread it so as to cover her face. If her horny feet protrude, they come to show how cold she is and dumb. I'm reading this. I'm reading this out loud. Let the lamp affix its beam. The only emperor is the emperor of ice cream. 1922. Merriam-Webster goes to that word concupiscent, as strong desire, especially sexual desire. I don't think it applies to curds, cheese curds, though I know of some people who have a fetish for poutine. But let's move on. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Did I tell you 1922? Wallace Stevens, the emperor of ice cream. Arwolf and face the music in just a moment, but one more shot from Cluck Old Hen, the collection. I mentioned Mustard's Retreat at the Ark tomorrow, but if we go farther back even than Mustard's Retreat, we go all the way back to Rooster on the Limb by the artists Mustard and Gravy, recorded in 1938. Uh, Vocal, banjo, and guitar, Rooster on the Limb, Mustard and Gravy, described here as Dixie's tastiest combination, Smack your lips and get a hold of this. This is WCBN FM in Arbor. Keep loosening forever. Listening. Keep loosening. Keep loosening up your belt and listen forever. And eat forever. Do that. Holy Shanghai rooster sitting on the end of a limb. That old Shanghai sitting on the end of a limb. Just listen while I tell you what the Dominica done said to him. Says, come down Shanghai out of that cherry tree. Amen. Come down Shanghai, come down here with me. Gonna build me in this in the old hen house, start raising me a family. Then old Shanghai just looked around and said, Then old Shanghai just looked around and said, You just well stop right where you is, cause I run you till you drop dead. Oh, went down the hen house, see what I could see. Went down the hen house, see what I could see. That was Dominica hen and the old Shanghai done and raised them a family. Ah. 
It's 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. You want to pick that up, Mike? That's the phone ringing. My name's Arwolf. It's time for Face the Music. I am certainly grateful to Mike for what he's just aired. I believe there's... I was telling him that Chicken, You Can Roost Behind the Moon is a a song that I was associated with Frank Stokes, the uh, the great Memphis blues singer, uh, 50% of the Memphis Sheiks, I believe. And he did a very fine, uh, deep-voiced recording of that song, if you're interested. Second, you can roost behind the moon. But right now it's time for a full hour of further vintage recordings. The first three piano solos you're going to hear have the titles Dill Pickles, Butterscotch, and Tomato Sauce. And this will be followed by another piano solo with the title, So What? Dill Pickles, very old rag, but it was recorded, uh, I think it was even old when it was recorded in 1949 by Ralph Sutton. This is Dill Pickles. Let's face the music. <laughs> 